What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast, episode 36. And as we promised you guys on our last episode, we're all Super Bowl today. Um, We're recording this on Thursday, February 4th. Um, And who better to help break down the big game than the one, the only... Uh, I'm I'm running out of compliments for Dolphins fans. So, <laughs> Jonathan Ryder, how are you doing, buddy? Chad, Chad, I am outstanding, guys. I just want to let you everybody know that Chad is a true warrior over uh, here. You know, like dying, but you know, he's like, I got to <laughs> shoot this podcast today. Uh, but you know, a little appreciation for for the three hundred five seven five seven and the seven eight six. Look, man, I, my my motto was that if you didn't let the fact that FAU had the 82nd ranked recruiting class keep you from doing this podcast today, nothing could keep me from doing it. Fuck you, piss. <laughs> and and that's your and that's your FAU Owls talk for the year. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just had to get our quota of one mention in every 36 episodes. Hey, so. hey, hey. Potential, you know, partners with us, you know? Maybe I mean, I'm, we I'm kidding. I'm, send me down there for a game. I don't care. I'm ready. <laughs> hey, I'll be bro, ready. That's to, pretty nice, man. Yeah, trust me. You ain't going to be fighting me to go down there. <laughs> you're not, not going to have to tell me more than once. Um, <laughs> But yeah, speaking of that, speaking of how nice Florida is, that's going to be the site of Super Bowl 55, man. So, you know, we're going to talk about the game in a second, but me and Jonathan decided to start off, we're going to talk about, you know, a couple maybe smaller little prop bets, okay? Yeah. Um, These odds and the props are going to be brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, Not a sponsor, but they can definitely sponsor us if they want to. Uh, Just just saying. Yeah. and Jonathan, which one do you want to look at? We got a couple here. Which one stands out to you first? Man, the the, the player with the most receiving yards. Yeah, yeah. you know, a lot, lot of really good names. Like, <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> like Mike Evans at plus five fifty. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like, like this guy is a beast. I know, I know, and it just shows you how much offensive talent there is in this game. Um, but yeah, but you know, Travis Kelsey leads the way at plus two sixty, Tyreek at plus three thirty, Chris Godwin at plus four hundred. But man, if you if you if you ask me, like, isn't Mike Evans the most talented out of these guys? I get it. I get this. I know that t- talent has nothing to do with his prop head, but man. Right. Yeah, if you're just talking about which guys do you think can win the most one-on-one situations and win in the most ways, I think Evans definitely is the guy. Um, you know, he he he's had a weird year this year, right? I felt like he underperformed through much of the much of the season, um, but then you know had a stretch towards the second half of the year before he got that injury where he uh, he you know he started to look like him and Brady were gelling a little bit, you know, much better than they had at any other point in the season. So. Yeah, man, no doubt. And, and uh, but uh, you know, on the other side, I mean, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek have been dis- like just terrorizing teams uh, this <laughs> year. I mean, Tyreek put put up two hundred receiving yards in the first quarter when they first played each other. Yeah, exactly. So that's you know, but I think I, I think obviously everyone, and we're gonna get to it later, but everyone knows that that's gonna be one of, if not the main focus for for Tampa is. Figuring out every every single resource possible on how to, you know, you're not going to stop Tyreek Hill, but to at least contain him in some All type right. of way. So 
You're asking me if I had to put my money, where would I put my money? Correct. And just for the listeners to let you guys know, um, for any of you guys that aren't gamblers, not that either one of us really are gamblers, but for the plus 260, that means if you bet $100, that means if you win, you win 260 So just to give a little context behind the odds of these bets and all that stuff. I mean, if if my uh, my lazy boy QB's paycheck came in on time, I would be more of a gambler. But uh, we're like six months behind. Uh, hey man, we, it's COVID. We gotta have to. We need you to take a pay cut for a little bit. We, I didn't know it was gonna go all the way down to zero. But uh, I mean, if, pay me pesos or something. I don't we, know. If Fanduel hits on this sponsorship, then I promise you, you'll get a paycheck. <laughs> That's all I can. That's the best I can do, boss. I appreciate it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go big or go home here, Chad. Yeah. I'll take Mike Evans. I just yeah. like this bet. I mean, like you said, he's probably. When you look at these names, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, who we really kind of didn't even talk about, and Mike Evans, all of those guys are within the same range of talent, right? You could all see, you could see, I mean, you've seen countless times where each of those guys has won or dominated matchups, you know, whether it be Mm -hmm. Kelsey over the middle, Tyreek Hill killing in the slot, or just killing over the top. Mm -hmm. Godwin, who, I don't know, he's had a... I feel like everyone on Tampa has had a weird year because, you know, they had that embellishing period with Brady and all that stuff where it kind of looked – I don't think ever, anyone was ever in doubt, but it was just – it wasn't fluid in the beginning. But now I think Godwin and Evans are just – you know, they're they're really starting to show their talent. And then you got a lot of mouths to feed too, right? Like Absolutely. don't forget about a guy like Brock was not on this list, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like that's you know, he's he's kind of went off on a couple of like two or three games this year where yeah. he became you know Brady's favorite target. So yeah. especially you, you never know. Yeah, and also, you know, the first time these two teams met, he was six catches, hundred and six yards. So they had a problem stopping him the first time they played. I you know, he he like you said, he's another deep sleeper. I couldn't even find the odds on him just because it's but yeah like you said it, there there are so many guys i'm actually gonna go with chris godwin at plus 400 man i Ooh, think that's nice because i it, it's pretty much the same thinking as the mike evans but i just think godwin mm. is gonna see more touches he plays yes. a, he plays a lot more in the slot and mm-hmm. i think he's truly become brady's favorite target on that team um so i yes. just th- so godwin is that guy that will go for like 10, 12 catches for 100 yards, right? But Absolutely. if he just breaks one of those, yeah. next thing we know, we're talking about 10, 12 catches for 140 yards. Exactly, exactly. He's going to get, I think, the most opportunity of anyone on Tampa to really make explosive plays. And all, and like you said, all he has to do is break one of them, and then before you know it, you know he's going to be hovering around 150 <laughs> yards or so receiving. So that would be the play that I would make. Interesting that we both decided to go with Tampa, guys. You think that... Since that kind of foreshadows us, let's just move on to most passing yards. We've got Mahomes, obviously, as the favorite um, at minus 155, which means if you bet a hundred, or if you bet, you have to bet $155 to win a hundred. Um, and then Tom Brady, who's plus 120, uh, underdog, slight underdog. Jonathan, we were talking about it before we were recording. We both kind of see Brady as a, a really nice play here at, at, at the plus 120. Yeah, man, it, it, like this is the GOAT, and yep. I think there is something personal in there 
you know, that he needs to show this young kid named Patrick Mahomes that he <laughs> still got it. And Tom Brady, it, this game is, in my opinion, is going to be a shootout. Yeah. And, and, and Brady, man, he's just going to, he's just going to keep slinging it. He's going to keep, he's going to try to prove to people that he can play till 45. And don't be surprised if Brady goes out there and, and throws the ball 45 to 50 times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the the formula would be the Eagles Super Bowl, right? Where he just, yes. you know, 500 plus yards or, or maybe to a lesser extent, the Atlanta Super Bowl, um, where, you know, he's just maybe they'll get behind early or something. And he's just all of a sudden in four wide sets for three quarters, you know, because the, Chief, the Chiefs have that ability to just go up 14 nothing like that. And then yep. before you know it, you're kind of playing from behind the whole game, which I think bodes well for the passing yards prop. Maybe not so much bodes well for the for the you know Tampa for winning the game, but I uh, I, I would go I would go with Brady in this one. I would go with Brady for most passing yards. Me, me, uh, me too, man. I, we're on the same page in this one. Absolutely, absolutely. And then to round off the Tampa trifecta, I guess let's talk about Leonard Fournette running back. His over-under for yards, 48.5. Now, I think Fournette has had maybe a little bit too much smoke blown up his butt in the playoffs. Like, you know, he's getting the, he's getting the playoff Lenny nickname and all that other bullshit. Like, he's averaging 70 rushing yards a game in the postseason, okay? So, it's not like he's exactly Barry Sanders or, or anything of that stature um, in this postseason, but... He's been a he's been a huge difference and a key factor for that offense, and is definitely going to be that you know if they have any chance of slowing down that KC offense. Yeah, man, no doubt. And if you look at the line, it's forty eight and a half yards for the over under. Uh, that's really low, right? Um, exactly. And it, I think I think the reason they set it so low is because <laughs> the um, you know Tampa's going to be getting Ronald Jones ideally back to full strength, so they're thinking maybe it could be more of a committee type play, but. To me, I just think, and I felt this way, I, I just think Fournette's the more talented back, man. Like, I, I just think, and he's been, you know, I, I know I just watered down his playoff numbers a little bit, but still, he's been in there consistently, and he's been contributing at least at a decent clip. Well, let's let's be real here. Leonard Fournette was amazing in college. Leonard Fournette was the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. Yeah. Leonard Fournette is like heck. He's a very talented running back. He carried that Jacksonville Jaguars team on his shoulders with Blake yeah. Bortles as the quarterback. As a rookie, he, as a rookie, as a so, so this guy doesn't lack any talent. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know what happened with Leonard Fournette. To be honest with you, maybe the wheels have kind of fallen off because of so, so many touches. But man, I feel like 48 and a half is kind of disrespectful, and I'm yeah. going over. I was gonna say we're we're in lockstep right now, boss. It's it's minus one ten for the for the over. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm completely in agreement with you. I think that not only is he too talented to not get forty eight and a half. I think Tampa's really gonna need to be able to run the football on this one. So, you know, hence why I think he's definitely gonna shatter that forty eight and a half. Um, moving on to the last prop we're gonna talk about before we really break down the game. Jersey number of the first touchdown score. To me, this is the most fun one of all. This is the most fun one of all. The over-under is 22.5. So that means 
the number of the jersey number of the person who scores the first touchdown has to be you know over or under twenty two and a half. Just give now, me the under. Give me the under. Okay, so with the under, just to kind of paint a picture for the for the listeners, the under that means you have Mahomes, you have Tyreek Hill, you have McCall Hardman who could you know could could get in there, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Scotty Miller. That's a good list of a lot of guys. Now, if you take the over, you're basically banking on Kelsey, any of the Tampa Bay tight ends, or any running back. I I got a question. Go ahead. Talk to me. So if Mahomes throws the ball to Kelsey. Kel- it'd be Kelsey. Yeah, it'd when be it, Kelsey. Yeah, when it says Mahomes or Brady and all that, that would ha- it'd have to be them on a rushing touchdown. Ooh, yeah. Man, Mick, Kelsey Mick, just knows that that little. I don't get it. You know the little shovel play that they have. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea I, how it works as much as it does, but because it happens every game, I'm right there with you. I'm yeah. gonna take the under on this one, Chad. Okay, who do who do you have scoring first touchdown? Just out of curiosity, which player? If you had to just pick one, I got Tyreek Hill. <laughs> That's a good choice, man. That is a very good choice because he can either run. You know, in one of those little sweeps, and he also can just break a, a big run after a catch and, you know, just yeah. take it to the house. Yeah, I mean, he he's the one guy playing in this game, probably along with Hardman, scarily enough, who, yeah. as soon as they get on the field, they're within scoring distance, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, there's no yard line where he can't score from, which is di- terrifying, but, you know, it's, it's the truth. Um, for me, I'm going to go ahead and say... I'm actually going to say that, it's, that it'll be a running back. I think I think Daryl Williams gets the first score of this game. So I'm going to oh. go with the over 22.5. I know that might be a little surprising, but I think Williams is going to have a decent little game for, for Kansas City. Maybe not him, but I just see one of the Kansas City backs definitely getting in first. So. No, I get it. You know, it's over there in the goal line that the little shovel took to, to, to Kelsey doesn't work, and then you run the ball <laughs> before you go play action with Mahomes. I get it. I could easily see where they're faking the shovel to Kelsey and sending the pitch out to Daryl Williams. Oh man! You know, you know how Andy Reid likes to do it. He'll he'll throw some <laughs> trickery in every now and then. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> uh, man, with that being said, let's just go ahead and get right into it, boss. The game, the game, the game. Um, Chiefs technically the home team in this one. They finished the, with the better record. Um, they're favored by three points, but the game is in Tampa. Um, limited seating so it's not like the crowd is i wouldn't think the crowd plays a plays a factor as far as injuries um Le'Veon bell sammy Watkins, they both return for kansas city Watkins actually hasn't played all postseason i don't know what his you know what, what type of real impact he's gonna have um although he did have a really nice game in the super bowl last year against san francisco 49ers mm-hmm. um and then the big obviously the biggest one is the, for the Chiefs, they'll be without left tackle Eric Fisher, who yeah. I don't know if he tore his Achilles or what, but definitely had an Achilles injury that he suffered in that AFC championship. Devastating. Yeah, I think that could be, you know, that, that could end up causing problems for sure for Kansas City. Um, and then on the Bucks side, kind of going along with that Eric Fisher is JPP, uh, game time decision, has been dealing with, I don't even remember what the injury was. Uh, knee is a knee injury. Um, but him and Antonio Brown are both going to be game-time decisions. Brown didn't even play in that NFC Championship game. Um, and it's scary that we didn't even mention his name when it came to 
you know any of those prop bets. Um, and then Antoine Winfield Jr., safety for the Bucks, who also missed the NFC Championship, he's going to be playing. Um, now that we got all that on the way, out of the way, Jonathan, what are some keys that you're going to be looking for? You know, for, for either team, which, whichever way you want to start. Yeah, man, I, I I want to see how the Bucks limit Mahomes. Yep. Right. Uh, you know, everybody knows that you have to somehow try to contain Hill to Kelsey, right? But if you you by somehow because even if you double team those guys, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're stopping those guys. Um, does that open up the field for? For everybody else, for uh, uh, Nicole Hardman, right? Um, who else? Robinson is also in that team. So, yeah. uh, can Robinson going to be out with COVID though? He's missing the game. Oh, is of COVID. he? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you're probably looking Did... at you know guys like Sammy Watkins, Byron Pringle, those type of guys. Not, are not have even to step Sammy, up. because like Sammy to me is it has become a non-factor. Like probably well, one of the highest. Like yeah. one of the highest paid players that really, I agree. I agree. Had that career to earn that kind of money, in my opinion. But can can you keep Mahomes other four hundred yards? Right. It, that's to me. That's what the Bucks <laughs> need to like. Can you keep him under four? You can't let him go four sixty two for three touchdowns like that previous game. It's yeah. not gonna. You you don't have. You have a shot, but you're just making this way too difficult. Can you keep Mahomes under four hundred yards? Yeah, and I think the key, which is funny because we referenced that you referenced that Week Twelve matchup um, when KC won twenty-seven twenty-four. Uh-huh. Uh, to me, I think the magic number, more so than any yards or anything like that, is yeah. c- can you keep the Chiefs under thirty points? You know, Oof. if you if which, well, you know, I it is a tall task. Don't get me wrong, it is a tall task, but yeah. they were able to do it in that first matchup, even with Mahomes throwing for four sixty-two. Um, and the biggest key for me that I that I see is, you know, for the Bucks defense is going to be red zone, right? Yeah. Um, that first matchup when they played, they did a great job in the red zone. Chiefs went there three times, ended up with six points. So only, I, I mean, to hold them in three trips to the red zone to just two field goals, that's pretty much unheard of for the Chiefs for the Chiefs offense. But you know, if Tampa was able to find something that they feel like they can continue to exploit in this matchup, then I think that'll give them a chance because you can't, you know, you when when Tyreek or when Mahomes and the boys get down inside the 20, they have so many different plays. And they're the one team where their speed still plays a factor even inside the red zone. Yeah. Like, like those guys, Hill, Hardman, Pringle, all those guys, Kelsey, you know, all those guys, their speed and all that, their change of direction – it still is there, even when you're only playing in 20 yards of football, which is scary. No doubt, but you know, one of the biggest, uh, another big keys from the Bucks side, and how do you kind of, you know, stop Patrick Mahomes a little bit, kind of make him uncomfortable? They have the edge rushers to get up to go get Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. You know, Shaq Barrett, JPP has had an outstanding season like yes, he, he was crushing Aaron Rodgers last week or two yeah. weeks ago I'm sorry yeah. um very key to this game make Patrick uncomfortable um you know get, get your hands up right because a lot of the what, what, what Kansas City likes to do is, is those underneath passes as those got on the crossing routes get your big paws up Get him out of his position. Get your big paws up. Make the throws harder than what they need to be. 
right? Make Patrick Mahomes make the amazing throws. If yes. you just kind of let him sit there and just go pitch and catch with those guys, you're done. Impossible. You don't even have impossible, impossible. because those guys are going to get open, right? Yep. Like, it, it, like, how many times have you seen Patrick Mahomes stand in the pocket, maybe move around a little bit, but for like – you know, five, six, seven seconds, and then he finds Kelsey, right? And then not only does he complete the catch, but Kelsey and Hill are the guys that will just break it for another freaking 30 yards and yeah. just completely demolish you. Yeah, I was going to say, I think anything longer than, you know, we talk about Brady, how he gets it un- gets it out of his hand in two and a half, two seconds yep. or so. I think for Mahomes, when he holds it for, you know, anything more than, like you said, four or five seconds, if anything, that's even scarier to me because, like you said, that's when the explosive plays happen. You know, that's where Kelsey, that's where Hill, that's where those guys kind of find a way to sneak behind the defense or somehow disappear. I know Tyreek Hill is only 5'9", so a little bit easier for him. but mm-hmm. uh, And they just sneak behind the defense, and before you know it, they're in the end zone. And and I think two guys, you know, you highlighted JPP and, and Shaq Barrett. Yeah. Um, who are both going to be going against replacement tackles for the Chiefs. Uh, mm-hmm. Mitchell Schwartz, right tackle is out. And then Fisher, as we said, the left tackle is going to be out. I think that whole linebacking group overall, yes. Levante, David, Devin White, you know, you mentioned they play that 3-4 style. You mentioned the two mm-hmm. uh, outside guys. Levante, David, and Devin White, man, they are two of the surest tacklers in the NFL for one. And I think that's going to, you know, play a big factor. You talked about it, right? Those underneath routes, that crossing stuff. The Chiefs are one of the only teams who they can complete a three-yard pass but then take it for 70 yards. They're going to have to do a really good job of not only getting to the football but tackling or making the first guy who gets to the ball be the guy who makes the tackle. Because when you start giving up, you know, when guys start breaking tackles, that's when all of a sudden big plays start being made, especially for Kansas City. But you see guys like Devin White and Levante David, and one, and one thing that I, I like you said, not only the sure tackling, but the angle in which you take to get to the bulk to the bulk area, right? Absolutely. Because those guys, like a lot of those plays that you see Kelsey and Nicole Hardman and, and Tyreek Hill make, is because guys kind of underestimate their speed. Yes, a, a, a little bit take awful angles, and then mm-hmm. those you know those guys take it to that house. Yeah. And Levante to be- David. But, but then don't don't forget about you know uh, man Antoine Winfielder Jr. That's a huge boost. That Absolutely. guy can definitely help in kind of shadowing and containing, especially a guy uh, as big as Travis Kelsey. Yeah, man, that guy plays like he's ten foot tall, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like 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 you said, and you kind of hit on it earlier when we were talking about the receiving yards leaders. You're not going to stop Kelsey. You're not going to stop Hill in one-on-one coverage. Like, that's just not – we've seen – I mean, we saw in the divisional round, we saw Travis Kelsey abuse – we saw Travis Kelsey abuse Denzel Ward, you know, a legitimate cornerback, uh, just on pure route running. So it's not like guys are going to cover Kelsey. But like you said, maybe they play some bracket coverage, a little Antoine Winfield over the top. I think Mm – I know this might sound crazy – if there's any linebacker that can run with Kelsey, it's going to be Devin White. It just is. He's probably the fastest linebacker in the end. As far as pure linebacker, I'm not talking makeshift box safety or anything like that. I'm talking pure linebacker. He's probably the fastest or one of the fastest in the NFL. One um, of the fastest. Trey Man Edmonds is fucking fast. Yeah, no, he is. He's yeah. very, he's very, and look at, 
and look at what happened when you know when Kelsey played against Buffalo, still had over a hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. Keep so, up with so, Kelsey, <laughs> which is why we're saying that it's going to be two, three guys sometimes that it's going to take to contain these guys. Um, and then you know we were talking about slowing down. One to me, one of the biggest keys is going to be looking at three areas: total plays, time of possession, and third down. If the Bucks can win all three of those, which trust me, I know that's a big ask. That is a huge ask. But if they can win all three of those, I think that's the only chance that they have to win the game because you're not going to beat the Chiefs if you're playing 35. In the first game when they played each other, the Chiefs ran 72 plays of the Bucks 55. They had the ball for almost 37 minutes to only 23 for the Bucks, and they were six of 12 on third down. And Tampa was only three and nine. Th- th- like yeah. if those numbers happen again, it- it's not going to be good for Tampa. Because um, you got to just you got to get KC off the field, especially on third down. Well, can I also bring up another point, Chad? Because we talked about you know how how the uh, the Chiefs are going to be missing some guy, you know, some key guys in the offensive line. Yeah. But you know, uh, the the Kansas City's defensive line put a lot of freaking pressure in that first game on, on Brady, and both of his interceptions came off the blitz. Yes. Okay. Yes, they did. That, Bra- I'm telling Brady you. has to be a, do a better job in reading that blitz, which yeah. he hasn't done. Because even in that Green Bay game, man, when when he didn't see a blitz, he kind of just threw the ball out there, yeah. um, hoping guys would make a play. Has to react better to the blitz. Yeah, which is weird, you know, kind of something I think that's evolved or that's kind of changed about Brady over the past couple years is it used to be, you know, if you blitz him, you're dead because he'd get the ball out so fast. But like you said, he's kind of struggled with it a little bit more lately. So definitely going to be something to watch. And, you know, just to talk about the Chiefs defense in general, we've kind of seen it in this postseason. I think they're one of the more underrated defenses. You know, I get it. Mahomes, Kelsey, you know, Hill, Andy Reid, that whole Eric B. Enemy, that whole circus on offense gets all the love and respect. But, man, they've got some ballers on that defense. They've got some guys that can really play. Tyron Matthew is a yes. guy who just happens to always make big plays around and be around the ball in big games. Um, Chris Jones, I think, is going to be huge for them. He's going to be one of those guys that is going to be able to get that interior pressure. You know, Bra- like you talked about with Brady. Breland, and also Breland has had a nice uh, yes, postseason as well, man. Yes, he has. He, had a, he did a great job on uh, Stefan Diggs in that AFC Championship game. Um, but, yeah, I was going to say Chris Jones, you know, Brady loves stepping up in the pocket when he feels that pressure. Right, love when he steps into a throw. Looks still looks beautiful, almost like I'm not going to say the old Brady, but still looks very nice. Chris Jones is going to have to be able to take that away from him, and I think if he is, then you know that that'll spell trouble. But let's be fair; that Tampa offensive line has been one of the be- better units in in of the season. They've got they've grown a lot, right? Like absolutely worse. I think oh my the goodness, all pro team, yes. right? yeah, like, yeah, he wow. did. Yeah, you know what a uh, pick there. What a yeah, there. a third tackle taken in the draft, right? Th- yeah. No, fourth, fourth tackle taken in the draft. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. So they they they've gotten a lot better, and, and you're right. And don't forget about F- Frank Clark, right? Quiet season, <laughs> yeah. Qu- quiet season, but the guy still has a lot of talent. Hey, don't sleep on my boy Willie Gay Jr. He's out. Middle line. Oh, is he out? Yeah, yeah, he's out, boss. Man, 
I know. You know what's funny? I need to read that injury report, man. I was going to say, what's funny, as soon as I read the injury report, I was like, damn. I feel bad for you because I remember that was your guy last year out of Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah, absolutely. He's been he's been a stud in the middle yeah. of that defense. But, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if he's out for the game, but he's been a non-participant in practice this whole week. So, oh, okay, gotcha. So, make, still some hope. Hey, still some hope out there for Willie. Still I, some hope I, I for th- Willie. I think he's really good. Uh, but you know, I think that we you described the best, Chad underrated defense right they, they yeah. have one two big guys in, in jones and, and um matthew. and tyron matthew uh Sorensen, drew Sorensen is a pretty good safety uh i think he's a little dirty he likes to the lower his head a little bit too much but he can't know, play in coverage for shit yeah, he's a but, he's a good run support guy but in coverage yeah. he's horrible but he's a hitter, right? Yeah. He, he brings that he, kind of energy, right? He, he re- he's an enforcer. He reminds me of a better version. And this is going to sound like a diss if there's any Cowboys fan listening. Jeff Heath. Yeah. It, <laughs> and I promise you it's because of more than just their white safeties. I promise. <laughs> but 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 they're physical. And I, and I like their physicality. And, and you Absolutely. really show in that Buffalo Bills game. I did oh, yeah. not know. That they were able, they were going to be able to handle, not contain, but handle, yeah. you know, Beasley. And, and even though I get it, Beasley was hurt, but but Stephon Diggs, like those guys, couldn't do anything. In that I mean, game. that was that was one of the Buffalo was one of the best offenses in the NFL. You know, people. I mean, hell, even on this podcast, and I'm not throwing you under the bus by any means, but Go. you said that they, that Buffalo was the closest thing to KC offensively, and I completely co-signed on it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they get in that matchup, and, and Casey's defense looks comfortable, and Buffalo's the team that's rattled. So, you know. And at this point in his career, let's be honest, Brady's going to Brady's gonna give you one or two. Brady's going to give you an opportunity to make plays. And I think if the right, right guys for Casey get the opportunity, then those plays are definitely going to be made. Their I, oppor- I, opportunistic yeah. was a, is a word that I would use to describe their defense for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you what. My prediction: Brady's going to turn the ball over twice. Whoo, that's going to be damn hard for them to win. He turned it over two times in that first matchup too, um, and it's going to be. It's funny looking back at the stats from that game. It's yeah. amazing that the Chiefs only won by three. Now I get it is because they kind of coasted in the second half after yeah, they put up some garbage 20... time points too. Over yeah, there. yeah, but still, it was just because the Chiefs dominated that game in pretty much every facet. So. Um, Jonathan, I think it's time, boss. (laughs) I need your score and I need your MVP. Wow. (laughs) Look, I'll be honest. And people have been asking me. You can milk this moment. Trust me, because this is the last prediction we're going to make of the season. Sadly, (laughs) Uh, Don't worry. We'll be back in a little bit. Uh, (laughs) You know, my, 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 my mind says, Patrick Mahomes, but my heart kind of says Tom Brady. I, I I think he's the GOAT. Um, 10th Super Bowl playing. The Tampa Bay Bucks are the first team playing a home game in the Super Bowl. Yep. Unfortunately, there are no fans. Yeah. Um, Chad, I'm going to reverse that score a little bit. Okay. I got 34-31 <laughs> Tampa wow. Bay. Wow. Okay. Oh, and my uh my MVP, it's gonna be Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, trust me. I, I'll be honest. If Tampa wins, 
I, I don't give a shit if they score, if they win the game 3-0, Brady's getting that MVP. Brady could go 20 for 45 with one <laughs> touchdown, three picks. And, he, uh, can put, he can put up a Jared Goff-type performance, and he's going to get that MVP. <laughs> Trust me. No diss, Jared. Uh, but uh, He's man, in Detroit. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Maybe, maybe he's so available right now. He might want to come. Yeah, I was going to say he might be the best chance we have with someone getting on this show. He needs Uh, a rebound. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, so you're predicting a really high scoring game, huh? It's not that much higher scoring than the than the previous game, right? Yeah, by a touchdown on both sides. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's my time. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go. 31 21 Chiefs. I think I think the Chiefs kind of win it a little bit more com- little more comfortably. Um I think the defense like you said, I think Brady's going to give it away a couple of times and that's going to kind of allow Kansas City to really, you know, dominate offensively, not necessarily putting up points, but you know, long sustaining drives, I think more so than we've kind of been accustomed to for them. And for MVP, man, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that I think Tyreek Hill actually wins MVP. Because man. because I think he is going to be able to make a play or two in the special teams, mm-hmm. which I think will kind of be the difference, as well as doing what he does in the receiving game. Yeah, special teams guys are kind of known for winning these they, they, this award. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wow. 31-21, yeah. man. Yeah. He- <laughs> I know, does I know. That, does that, can, I, can I just, without going too far? Absolutely. Does Brady come back after 31-21 oh, come, loss? Oh, come on, like, man. Do you Brady, come back? Come on. 10 points isn't bad. 10 points is not a blowout. If it if it's more than 14, I think Brady hesitates. But anything under okay. that, I, I think he definitely comes back. Come on. All right. He's had a good, he's had a good year. Plus, he's competitive. If anything, it might fuel them more to come back if they lose by more. Who knows? Uh, Why? So you can lose by 15 next year? All right, never mind. (laughs) We're going down a (laughs) rabbit hole that we don't have answers to yet, man. But with that being said, boss, uh, okay, now now I got to get to the real important question. (laughs) What's going to be your go-to food that you're going to be eating on Super Bowl Sunday? Man, that's an outstanding question, Chad. Like one Uh, food that no doubt is going to be on your plate throughout the game. There is this pizza place nearby. Uh, It's not nearby anymore, but it's called Joe's Pizza. Uh, They have this Philly cheesesteak stuffed pizza, which is freaking bomb. It's just just goodness in my mouth, and I, uh, I I they don't deliver, so I have to drive all the way there. But uh, I always pick it up. Yeah, yeah. When I move, they don't deliver out my in my neighborhood. But how uh, about you, man? I'm gonna be honest, dude. I I'm just kind of gonna be a classic. I'm gonna be like a classic type of. Well, okay. I'll say this. I'm definitely gonna have some buffalo chicken dip on my plate and a good amount okay. of it. I'm gonna try and do a little homemade thing. Maybe I'm gonna put throw some stuff in the air fryer. I knew that's a, I know that's a new way to cook things in 2021. Uh, yes. So I'm a you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna see if I can't do a couple things in the air fryer. My mom makes some bomb bacon wrapped shrimp in the air Ooh. fryer. So I'm gonna try and ask her to do some of that. So you know, as long as I got those two things, I, the rest 
But that's my Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey combination. You know, I got you. I, I, like I, can, it. I can I can fill in for the you know the other other receivers and all that stuff. Hey, I know you don't like it, but man, try to get yourself a nice little cold Corona with a little lime in there, man. It hey. changes your life. Okay, okay, I'm gonna take your word for it, boss. <laughs> Corona, give us a sponsorship, please. Uh, <laughs> they already got Tony Romo. They don't need us. And Fuck. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, <laughs> shit. That's true. And maybe a couple years. Give us five years. <laughs> uh, man, with that being said, Jonathan, let's just hope for a great game. Um, and, you know, let's hope for some excitement, right? This is arguably one of the most built-up quarterback matchups that we've seen in a long time. You, you, you know what would be great for me, in my opinion? Talk to me. Tom Brady pulling out the Matty Ice special on the Super Bowl. Oh, man. If that happens to him God. where he's up 28-3 and then Patrick Mahomes wakes up with Tyree Hill and, and Travis Kelsey and it's like, oh, hell breaks loose. See, and, and then be... Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I just look at Tom Brady like looking like he's, I don't know, <laughs> like the world is about to end. And he's got like, that hey, blank he's... face. He's combing his hair over with his fingers. I, I know exactly what done. you're talking that's about. That's when he's done. Yeah, I'll be honest. Now that he's on Tampa, he's a lot. It's harder to root against him to me. If he was still in New England, I'd completely agree. But in Tampa, it's a little, it's a little harder for me to root against him for some reason. Hey, hey, Streety's out here having a heart attack. I was like, you know, kissing Brady's ass and shit. <laughs> Man, I don't think there's a better way to end the podcast than with the Streety shout out. With that being said, man. Like we said, enjoy the game. Jonathan, anything else to plug before we get out of here, boss? No, enjoy the game. But just because the season is over, that does not mean that Chad and I are going anywhere, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're still going to be back with, you know, we'll probably still do two episodes for maybe the next week or two after this and then kind of fade into one as the off season starts. But, yeah, like Jonathan said, we're still going to be here throughout the season. You know, the NFL we talk about is a 12-month-a-year sport. So is the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. So, uh, Hey, we do better. We're at 13-month <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn. All right, guys, enjoy the Super Bowl. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, show us some love, show us some love on Twitter, and we'll talk to you guys after the Super Bowl. Enjoy. Ciao.